on the normally sleepy town of Warren Valley, Ohio, where the holiday and all of its strange traditions are taken very seriously. It's only 8 o'clock and the streets are already packed with costume visitors, some to show off, others to blend in, but all to celebrate the magical night of Halloween. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week, we are doing a movie that was totally new to all of us. Um, Weren't sure what to expect going in. Only knew it was like vaguely anthology-ish. The whole interwoven stories thing that, Monica, I think you really tried to explain to me a little bit last time. And I just didn't get it until I watched the movie. But now that (laughs) I've watched the movie, I would tell people who are wondering that it is like a spooky Valentine's Day or a spooky New Year's Eve or a spooky, he's just not that into you. Um, ah, that's hilarious, actually. Put it into the context that I understand. (laughs) Honestly, once I realized that, I was like, I get it now. I understand now. Okay, I know what we're doing. It made a lot more sense. Wait, but so yeah, what's if the you... movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, did I I said the name of it though, didn't I? 2007 mm-hmm. Trick or Treat. Did I not? I don't I don't anyway, think that's what we're doing. <laughs> Wait, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right, probably. Um, so it is the 2007 film Trick or Treat, which uh per I am oh, this is a long description on IMDB trivia, so I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But it is, as stated, five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. So it really brings us through a bunch of different tales, and it loops them all back around. And the chronology, thank you so much. The chronology is actually super fascinating once you've watched this movie once. did Sydney, did you watch it more than once? Yes, I watched it twice. Yeah, Monica and I watched it it 1.5 times. <laughs> well, I, I watched it together last night and I was like okay I definitely am gonna need to go through this a second time because I feel like I was just so along for the ride the first time and then I needed to be really paying attention to some things round two um but I thought it was super interesting what did you guys think I had a freaking blast, man. I didn't know this shit was supposed to be funny. I thought this <laughs> was a serious movie. I don't know. The little cutie, the little, little, little guy. guy, little guy, Sam, he's spooky. I thought that some fucked up shit was going to go down. And yeah, some fucked up shit went down, but in a funny way where I went, ha ha, not ah, you know what I mean? I did mm-hmm. go ah a couple of times. Chelsea can sure. Um, but yeah, it was, that's my favorite kind of movie is a horror comedy. Who knew? <laughs> I had a great time with this. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. And I was always very curious about Sam, like seeing him like in a bunch of like weird horror stuff, but like having no context of what it is and TBH still not really having a lot of context about what. Sam is as like a whole like 
I have some ideas. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't know, but I, I really, some of the little stories I think were a lot stronger than some, but I mm. had a blast. Yay. It, this so movie glad. wasn't scary at all though, but like, I still had an enjoyment in watching it. Oh, yeah, it's cute. Hear it. Yeah, it was, it was fun for sure. It was super fun, and I didn't like get scared, scared, but I did go like several times. The barf is is a lot of barf. I had a great um, time with the barf. He barfed onto the camera, which I did not need or ask for, and then it's just absolutely I very luckily, not the texture of barf ever. I actually very luckily looked away um, right when the barf hit the camera. So I didn't actually see that. So that worked yeah, out Yeah, she did miss me. it. Because um, um, I went, did he barf onto the camera? And she went, what? Huh? And I was like, okay, you're lucky. I was too busy gagging. So that's what was happening. Um, but <laughs> also, apparently, um, I found this great article that, like, breaks down um, everything that the director, which his name is uh, Michael Daughtry. <laughs> Doherty? Doherty. Doherty? Is that how you say that? Doherty. It's Doherty. Michael Doherty. Um, and he did a commentary um on the like DVD release of this, like breaking down everything. And in part of it he said that um he really wanted to add, like if he could go back and change the movie, he would add like two more minutes of barf. He's a sick motherfucker. Okay, well he's, he's my enemy now. <laughs> He was like, I just yeah. really wanted to like drive it home. I was like, it was already two minutes too long, and yeah, it wasn't even it was two minutes. Lot, <laughs> it was a lot of barf, a lot to take in. Um, okay, but we're jumping ahead. We should start at the beginning because this has a very fun, strong start. Um, this was a great, like, opening thing. I had a very good time with that. Honestly, it might have been the most like scariest. Thing of the entire movie for me oh yeah, I mean, with the robot lady yes emma yeah it's, it's Megan pretty from the like <laughs> it's pretty like gruesome right off the bat but um i mean i said this to chelsea when we were watching it like immediately for me like the dumb bitch has appeared and it is this bitch who Emma breaks all the uh, Emma who breaks all the Halloween rules. What a fucking Halloween Scrooge. How dare I hate her. She's Emma would be the dumb bitch for just not liking Halloween in general and wanting to immediately take down all the fun decorations. Everybody knows those stay up until like right before Thanksgiving because you're lazy. There That's are children out still. Why is that happening? And also like that's a lot of shit. She, had, she did a really okay probably her boyfriend or husband I don't know I don't know their life put up all those decorations because if she's this much of a Scrooge she probably wouldn't help and he did an incredible job it looked really fucking good and that will take her at least two hours to take down and she thinks that he's just gonna go up there and and watch a porno for a second that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense she's got no idea about time management that's the first problem. <laughs> but also, I can't believe that she would take off her costume in the street. It's just, it's disrespectful. I'm very upset. I would never be seen without my costume on Halloween. 
Mm. No, the costume stays on all Halloween. Exactly. Her, her Halloween has ended, though. So I, I get the, it's a big boxy costume. She's basically just wearing a cardboard box. It can't be like that comfortable. You know what I mean? And clearly she's a hater. So she's not really willing to stick it out for too long. Um, I think she is good dumb bitch material for being a hater but i don't blame her for taking her costume off because i think that's a good character choice for her it's on yourself (laughs) (laughs) i just immediately her so much yeah her costume was like pretty good though so i kind of i and i and i don't really believe that that husband is the one who put those decorations up if he's not going to help take them down at all even though they should not be taken down at this time um so I feel like she's the one putting in all of the work and that she's just Halloweened out at this point. And now she's cranky about it. She's straight up said why she hates it... Halloween. Yes, but she's and also- she was complaining all night, as you see throughout the rest of the film, whenever she pops up, she's like, ugh, the whole time. That's the vibe is right. ugh. <laughs> but she's also clearly type A based on her willingness to set a task and then immediately begin the task. Um, and so I just think she would be like, if her she's husband a- was like, let's do decor, she would be like, "Ugh, I'm going to end up doing it all. And I'm going to do a fantastic fucking job because I really commit to things, blah, blah, blah. Like, and that's why she's so Halloween out because it's all been against her will, but she has been putting her whole pussy into it regardless. You know what I mean? Do we think she's a Virgo? Yes. That's Probably. why Chelsea is defending her so vehemently yes. right now. I gotta <laughs> stick with my brethren. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like if he's a Halloween guy, why doesn't he have a better ho- costume? His costume is just like executioner. Like, what's the deal? I really can't understand. I guess it's not a couple's costume. I guess they're just a couple of people in costumes. Um, I guess not everyone has to think of very elaborate couple costumes every single year for the last eight years like I have so (laughs) here's the thing my love language for fall is couples Halloween costumes and all I'm looking for is somebody to do couples costumes with me well Well, luckily we're gonna gonna do a group costume yeah oh I would throw an absolute bitch fit if my partner was like I don't want to do a couple's costume I'd be like why are we together then why do you hate me are you breaking up with me is this it like no I just frankly cannot fathom that being a scenario like like (laughs) they wouldn't be like with me if they didn't know that they're gonna have to dress the fuck up in whatever three nights in a row for Halloween (laughs) they they get is at least three or four costumes minimum. Minimum. You minimum. understand. You understand. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I just I thought this was a really fun kill. Um, there's so many good fake outs in it. Um, and a little Easter egg for the end of the movie, right in the very, very beginning. Um, I don't know if it's too early to say, I don't fucking care, but the, um, the spooky kids from the bus can be seen in the first three minutes of this movie. So that's exciting. Um, you also see Rhonda walking home. Like you get like the briefest glimpse of her, not enough to identify her when she pops up later on, but you also see like the, the 
silver car full of girlies like yeah stop and then drive away in the middle of the street too like they do that loop really well yeah the timeline of this is all over the place but it's intentional to confuse you so you can't guess what the fuck's gonna happen next but like if you swapped it all back around into the right timeline it would all make sense I think I mean I didn't check I'm not gonna do that Um, I medium checked I went back to the beginning after I watched it a second time and like I didn't have the patience to fully watch it on normal speed. So I skipped around a little bit, but I, I saw what I was looking to see. Yeah, they did a great job, but I mean the fake outs, like with the arms. So you like really notice the arms falling, like hanging from the trees. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be important later. And, um, that guy who's just waiting for his friends to pick him up and he's probably drunk as fuck. And so he's staring out or into he's the middle so, distance. He's so stoned <laughs> realistically. And he's just like, <laughs> what you you know that when you just kind of like enter the void I was doing that today at a stoplight where I realized I was like lightly touching my bottom teeth and staring at a man at the corner of the road and he saw he saw me and I was just like I'm just gonna keep doing it so it doesn't seem like I noticed him it was very Mm -hmm. upsetting had a I've had a middle distance kind of day Uh, (laughs) so I really relate to that guy (laughs) at the Mm -hmm. beginning Mm -hmm. of this movie um but that was such a good fake out too and then right after that you know there's like gonna be something with these fucking sheets right they're sheets Mm -hmm. they're sheet ghosts they're gonna fuck you up There's, there's no other way um and so she like pulls one off really dramatically right after the release of tension with that guy who was staring at her and there's still nothing there like oh it's good they they do the good anti-jump scare and the good jump scare um but i mean what an iconic way to get your throat slit with a crunched lollipop an artfully chomped jack-o'-lantern lollipop mm-hmm, amazing mm-hmm. it's amazing it's very trick-or-treat i do think it's fun also that you I didn't even realize this um, until I was reading IMDb trivia, but you don't see a single like death happen on screen, if you will. You see like the inflicting of wounds at points, um, but you don't see anyone. It It's like, okay, with her death, the robot lady, she's under the sheet. So you see like the implied blood splatter on the sheet. Um, and then like, you'll see the candy kid like vomiting but then he like essentially dies off screen like there's not actually it's 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 they trick you based it's very sixth sense actually um it's a through line where they just they make you think you're seeing things but you're not but also you're they when you see people get bitten and then they're dead afterwards yeah I know what happened so yeah no it like keeps it from being like so so gruesome Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we haven't mentioned this yet, but this movie was like never actually released theatrically. It was just immediately sent to video, which I thought was so interesting because it's so ubiquitous. Like you see it everywhere. Like, like you see Sam everywhere mm-hmm. when it's Halloween time. Um, but it just really had great cult success, even being released, released straight to video. Um, so much so that. I mean, it's getting a theatrical release right now. So they say Chelsea and I tried to go this week and it was only playing in freaking Chino Hills. Um, But there's also a sequel coming soon. So that's going to be, I can't wait for that. I'm sure that they'll do a great job. I can't wait for the sequel because I want more. We get, you know how we get like a lot of Christmas movies and we have a lot of 
horror movies, but like I want more Halloween mm-hmm. movies. Like movies. and not Michael Myers Halloween. We got enough of those. <laughs> Too many of those, quite frankly. But like more stories that happen around Halloween, maybe like spooky romance slash horror. Why don't we have a new genre? Rom-con. I horror rom-coms horror rom-coms horror rom-coms let's write one let's write one (laughs) have you seen warm bodies i think that counts it's a zombie movie though so i don't like zombie movies yeah i was gonna say but it's obviously not your typical zombie well i don't know if you know that it's obvious but i know what happens in it so it's a horror (laughs) rom-com yeah might be worth Uh, checking out i haven't seen but seems fun i like i liked it i think i saw it like when it came out I think you know me. Uh- <laughs> yeah. But IMDb trivia was saying um that this movie was supposed to be a theatrical release um originally, but then it was like Saw 4 was coming out that same October. Um and so the speculation is that they just didn't want to compete with that. Um and then I guess like do shelve it for a whole year, do you just like what do you do? You know what I mean? So I guess they went the DVD sales route instead and it worked out. I mean, this movie, I'll circle back later at the end of the pod, um, but it like was pretty well received, obviously. Um, oh like, yeah. And audiences really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back back to this beginning part. Uh, I, again, in that article I was reading about the commentary, uh, it said that they kept the blood that they used for Emma's death boiling like the whole time they were shooting that whole scene. So it would be ready for that moment when like, she's finally got her throat slit and she's covered in the sheet and her blood is like steaming. Oh, I loved that. That's so cool. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. The quote was, we kept blood warmed throughout the night. Thank God. Gotta keep a pot of warm blood on. But yeah, I mean, the opening is great. And then I really love the comic book credits. And I'll have yeah. to go through like a third time when I um, have time to be luxurious and really scroll at my leisure and look closely because I'd love to see like what's in there. But I definitely noticed um, like Rhonda in there. And I noticed like lots of lore connecting to the other bits and pieces. So I'll be I'll be very excited to see future Easter eggs as well. Yeah, apparently um, that art, like all the artwork that you see in that opening sequence is from various members of the team. And they're basically like anyone who like was working on the film who could draw, they had them contribute to the opening title sequence, which is That's so really fun. cute. I love it. And but yeah, it takes place in Warren Valley, Ohio. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I from the cast. Of that. Um, but it introduces that it takes place in Warren Valley, Ohio on Halloween night. Um, and then I think from that point, we cut to the newscaster. Um, and she has a really interesting speech that has a lot of like foreshadowing and stuff in it too, where she talks about like, oh, some people are in costume on the street to hide. And some people are there to stand out. And you've got werewolves and demons and zombies roaming the streets tonight. Um, and then we see all of those. So that's fun. <laughs> I love that. And and I I just love, like, this is a movie that is fun to watch the second time. So you can see all the little hints because there are so, so many, many fucking werewolf hints. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's yeah. so many and it's so awesome. Because um, it starts out with the girlies all in the costume shop trying on their outfits. 
Um, and you've got and- the check your candy kid like walking by right before we like zoom into the store. The yeah. kid dragging his pillowcase. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Oh, does he have a name? Yeah. Yeah, his name's Charlie. That's nice. Um, but also uh, the little boy who is in the costume shop mm-hmm. who's like peering in at everyone while they're changing. The perv boy? That the is peeper. The little, the little peeper. Um, that is a little boy named Quinn Lord and he played little pumpkin-headed Sam. He played I little love Sam. him. He's a multi-talented actor. He has a real face. Who knew? Who knew? Range. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, I can't remember Oscar. exactly what they're saying um, while they're in the, um, oh my God, now I can't. Okay. They're like saying all this shit, all the girls while they're changing mm-hmm. on, on into their outfits. And it sounds like they're talking about their like sexual exploits, but like, oh, I think one of the girls said like, yeah, I had this Mexican guy and he made me sick. And then like somebody else is like, yeah, he had a great ass. And it's talking about like things that they ate. <laughs> Yeah. my favorite was uh no it was when one of them was like yeah and so and so had a girl and they were like uh, I took no they all taste the same oh mm-hmm. Monica you'll know this so Monica like I loves criminal minds yeah and I'm you're... in the middle of re-watching criminal minds and <gasps> uh Derek Morgan has like a whole wife slash baby mama right her name's like Savannah yeah, yeah, yeah. in the show that actress is one of the werewolf girls. Yep. Is that where you knew That's her from? That's where I fucking That's where you knew her from. from. Yep. Oh my God. I Monica looked it up crazy. while we were watching. I looked it up, but I didn't see Criminal Minds in there. Well, also literally, if I had even seen Criminal Minds on it, that would have meant nothing to me because who hasn't been on Criminal Minds? Exactly. There are 14 seasons. Um, there's going to be more, but it doesn't have Matthew, Matthew Gray Goobler. I almost said Lillard. God, got my Our other favorite so Matthew. Jesus Christ. Um, so I don't know if I'll be watching. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I was like looking at all of her, everything that she's done. She was in White Chicks. And uh, she was also in some movie that was called like a Christmas tree grows in Colorado. And I was like, ah, yes, I know her from that. Ah, yes. I would watch it. She's beautiful. I would watch it. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. You've doing the Lord's work over here. You healed something in me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But oh my God, I, I just. I love the girlies aspect of this movie. That's probably my favorite part. Just before yeah. we started recording, I went and rewatched the the scene for that. We'll get to that later. Um, but but ooh, yeah, they have good. all that um, like eating chatter. And then when Anna Paquin doesn't want to come out of her dressing room, um, in which she's getting into her little red riding hood costume mm-hmm. for the record. Um, her sister does the whole I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll break the door down. Um, <laughs> so that's a fun little clue as well so good I love it but I should have known right away and Chelsea and I clocked this when we watched it together I was like none of these guys are cute what the fuck is going on (laughs) I was so confused I was like these are literally the first men that they see they have just arrived what is happening well okay I get it now now (laughs) what did I say what did I say I said maybe they're human sacrifices you did say that oh my god Amazing. And then I thought I was joking. Um, well, I was not totally sure I was joking, but I didn't predict that they were werewolves. Um, I thought maybe they were witches. Um, 
but it's still it's still good guess um but yeah I love that opening and then I have mixed feelings on Charlie's next bit um because I think the in terms of yeah I like the principle but I don't love the Charlie bits of it um just because the barf is disgusting um for me I just don't love the barf um and I also don't love that the only um there's some there's some jokes in this movie that I don't love there's some like 2007 I don't know yeah like they're like yes. this little fat kid has diabetes and he's disgusting and he's so gross blah 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 like I didn't love yeah. that um and I didn't like the like the, uh, they just R word, word stuff. Um, yeah. yeah and the implications just the way of that they whole handled... story in general yeah uh-huh. yeah the way they handled that whole Halloween bus massacre scenario was a little suspect wild mm-hmm. we'll get <laughs> that to that whole though. vignette um, but yeah poor Charlie um it's not good to steal all the candy, but I don't think we should be punished by barfing death. Um, God, and he, oh, okay, this is what I was trying to figure out. Are all of the candy bars that he's giving out poisoned? If so, does one candy bar kill you? If so, is he trying to kill every single kid in the entire town that he's out of a job? Like I, cause I thought when I first watched it, did Charlie ate like a bunch of them? And so that's why he died. Cause he ate like a bunch, but I don't actually see him eat a bunch. I see him eat one. Yeah. I think, um, there's something, uh, definitely all of the candy is sabotaged because the little candy bar that Sam uses later has a razor blade in it. And it's from principal wilkins i don't remember the exact provenance of it but i was trying to track these things in general um and i think um oh the little scare because right after charlie gets dragged inside the quarry prank kids sorry i like split my notes into the like different stories sections like as they were coming um to try and organize things and track things because otherwise this movie would be so confusing to me to try and discuss um so the quarry prank kids come and knock on principal wilkins door right afterwards and then when they walk away sam is behind them and gets candy and that's where he has that candy from later at the old guy's house next door mr krieg maybe um but i think Something on IMDb Trivia said, I did not track this myself, but we see the clowns go to Mr. Krieg's house um, and then he like steals their candy um, and he eats one at one point and then is like, ew, gross. And then that's what the lollipop stabs later. And then the little demon likes it. So I think that maybe also is poison and that's why he didn't finish it because he was like, ew, gross, but he didn't eat enough to like barf death immediately um i guess the clown kids are hard to track though because something was suggesting that the clown kids are the kids in the pit in the backyard but chronologically i'm not sure how that would fit and if it would fit oh yeah i didn't i didn't watch it enough times to parse that that was the only thing that seemed wonky to me chronology wise and I didn't like assume that those were the same clown kids. Um, but that's what IMDB trivia wanted me to believe. So I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Well, I just don't understand his whole deal. I guess there's not going to be a way to track all the poison candy like back to him because kids are going to get candy Candy from all over from all over but if like everybody's getting sick i guess also if you have a million candy bars and you inevitably do that thing that i do where i don't get through all of them i don't go trick-or-treating still but i just buy a lot of candy and i don't eat all of it um so maybe they'll there's like a percent chance that they're not gonna get to that one but like if every child dies you know i don't know Mm -hmm. and also he's just like cutting off fingers and giving them to dogs and like, like that—that's evidence, baby. I don't know. He obviously hasn't watched Criminal Minds, so he Clearly. doesn't know what to do. Clearly, There's blood vomit everywhere. That's clean up your crime scene. I don't know. I think seems he thought like an amateur, but then he also doesn't it. seem like an amateur because he does this a lot. It seems. Maybe being a school principal is a really good cover. He does look super normal yeah, also. Yeah, because he's literally a serial killer. Straight uh-huh. up. And his MO is all over. It's like, not MO. His uh, demographic of kills is all over the place. Was, were there two different kids that he was trying to bury? Yeah, there, there was two. one kid already in the pit who was the clown. Um... And then maybe there were other clown kids in there too, which IMDb kind of wanted me to think, but I didn't get a good enough look. It seems like one to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then he threw Charlie's body in there. Um, And obviously not Charlie's entire body. So some time did pass between dragging Charlie inside and whatever's happening in the backyard afterwards. Um, Because Charlie's head gets cut off to be a jack-o'-lantern. Ah, uh, yes, with his son, a great father uh-huh. child bonding, bonding experience. Experience, yeah. Um, but also, yeah, it's the clown kid who is like coming back alive during that scene with Brian Cox, Scream King. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was wearing that wig and prosthetics to look like John Carpenter of Halloween, etc. fame. Um, but I don't know what John Carpenter looks like, so it's a little lost on me whatever that's mean whatever it is it's mean he was wearing some weird (laughs) fake nose thing that i was like very obviously fake um (laughs) i liked it a lot though (laughs) um but yeah i mean god that actor what's his name the principal he is really good at being a fucking freak dylan baker they make him do it literally all the time and he smashes it every single time well, he's got Absolutely that look. He's got it. a look where he's like, just looks normal enough where you're like, yeah, he's not going to kill me. But then you look at him and you're like, wait, he's definitely going to kill, kill me. me. Yeah, there's something up. He's and his really eyes good. are too blue. He's super fun in The Good Wife. Um, and I think he might be in The Good Fight occasionally, too, as Colin Sweeney, who's a fun character for sure. Well. He, he slays in this and they do a great job of misdirection um also like he killed his wife right he must have probably my guess is yes he had to have killed his wife um but i also feel like she just like went missing or got killed by somebody else he's not looking for her you know what i mean he's like anyway he just moves on oh yeah he yeah he he did a good job he's good at covering the these things up i guess people 
the Ohio police department's not really doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the great, it was a great misdirection with the little boy with his son. Mm -hmm. he, his son was really annoying. And so I was like, he's deaf going to kill him. Um, but you know, <laughs> he's just teaching him the ways. That's so nice. We love to see that. How lovely. What are they going to do to the head? Are they, they're, they're carving, carving like a jack-o-lantern. It's going to look bad. It is going to look bad. Um, yes. Scoop one. out all the insides. It's a long process. They literally um, had the scooper. Did you see that? The scooper <laughs> was on the table. They're going to scoop out his brains. Um, I did think it was cute, question mark, though. Um, because when he's talking to Charlie on the steps earlier and he's like, oh, smashing pumpkins, stealing candy. I was just like you when I was your age until my father put me on the right path to participate in Halloween traditions and respect the dead. Um, and you think he's gonna murder his son, but then he's just like, no, I'm carrying on this father-son tradition, etc., uh, etc. Et um, so it is actually really beautiful. That is so true. Thank you for pointing that out. Tradition that. is so important. <laughs> kid's head didn't get chopped off to be a jack-o-lantern though like how are you gonna put two bodies in your backyard but only make one jack-o-lantern actually I've solved this question myself because um I think he promised his son that they would do a jack-o-lantern and I think the tradition is important to him but also as he said he's got a date he's got places to be he's got murders to do he doesn't have time for two jack-o-lanterns he's like we're doing the bare minimum so I can get out the door because my kid's annoying I do like when he makes fun of his kid. Daddy, I want to carve the pumpkin. Daddy, I want to go to the parade. I was like, okay, he is going to murder him. But then he doesn't. It's sweet. It's so sweet. Sometimes you just need to bitch about your kid. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I feel like I'd talk a lot of shit if I had a kid. That's why I'm not mm -hmm. ready. <laughs> but anyway, I, I can't that... wait to talk shit about my kid. Can you imagine the group chats we're going to have one day when you're like, oh, oh you're yeah. never going to guess this dumb thing, blah, 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 dude. I Permission mean, I'll be curious to, to see. freely about your kid. Yeah, I'll be curious to see kid was really who... fucking pissing me off today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who shit talks your kid and who shit talks you to defend your kid. Because there's going to be some aunties in there who are like, fuck you. That's my nephew or niece or what do we say i don't like nibbling we need to come up with something better than that nibbling makes me feel unsafe it sounds like you're gonna eat them yeah uh, which i don't like but i'm not gonna nibble also so that, that sounds more like you're gonna eat them and i don't like thinking about miley cyrus all the time so don't bring it nibbling. up <laughs> um but okay i i really like the vampire part of this and I think I might be skipping something did I skip something? yeah because then we go back to the quarry prank kids and they go to that sexy Halloween oh. party house um where the hot dog who is coach Taylor in a hot dog costume quote but fucking a pig um and Mrs. Henderson answers the door in her sexy cat costume and she's drunk and she's being very inappropriate with these children which is hilarious I love Mrs. Henderson yeah she rules <laughs> Mrs. Henderson is just having like the type of Halloween party that I have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my Halloween party for a hot dog butt fucking a guy in a pig costume. No, it's not an orgy, but it gets close. Um, so close. I was, 
I would love to have a hot dog come to our party this year. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I do think it's interesting that we have a principal in this movie and the gym teacher in this movie. And I wonder if Mrs. Henderson is also a faculty member or just somebody's mommy. She's everybody's mommy. Or just a, a hot a hot lady on the, the neighbor. block. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I loved her outfit. It was sexy. She's like, you want a drink, honey? <laughs> Those she kids are like- She's not going to tell. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like 10. I'm Macy's just probably like 13. I cannot tell how old kids are. So <laughs> I'm not around them enough to know. <laughs> I don't know. The little yeah. one looked really young, but who knows? There are varying ages, I assume. But yeah, that's where we get our Rhonda in- introduction as well. Because they show up to her house. And she's got all of those gorgeous jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. I have never wanted to decorate my house in more jack-o'-lanterns than I have after this movie. But then also realized that like pumpkins are like six bucks each. And well, also, also it would be so much to, work. You'd have to do all of that like on Halloween day because they rot in one fucking day. Yeah. I spent hours making a spooky Tuesday pumpkin when we launched this fucking show two years ago and it was done in a day and a half. I swear to God, and also the fucking squirrels came and they wrecked it. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? You got to like spray it in something to keep it. And then that's probably bad for animals. And so then I guess don't do that. Um, And you just have to do you have to wake up at four in the morning on Halloween morning and carve all day then you'll be too tired to party Rhonda's a witch and therefore she can just whip that shit up so fast I also think um jack-o'-lantern carving is probably one of her special interests so I think that she's got some good focus when it comes to such a task she probably whipped through them all fairly quickly compared to however long it would take somebody else to do it at least it looks really fucking good this whole movie just made me feel like I need to step up my shit as far as Halloween decor. I did. Because yeah, when Anna Paquin's walking down that path lit by the jack-o'-lanterns, you really liked that too. Oh, yeah. I was like, where is my leaf-strewn pathway lit, lit only by jack-o'-lanterns? Why don't I have that? Um, I could make it, I guess. But also, I did buy a human-sized skeleton this year that is opposable it is not the 12-foot skeleton I don't have the my dream space for that and Sydney has to have it for first or she'll come and steal mine and then kill me or oh, well. the other way around not sure um so this is my first foray into large things on my front lawn but I've been too scared to put it out because I live next to a school and I think that the kids are gonna steal it the youth <laughs> The youths are going to steal my guy. I have to name him also. So if you have any ideas, DM us. Frederick. Stanley. Stuttering Stanley. Oh, no. Sad. 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 Uh, (laughs) So sad. Yeah, but the vampire thing is after the Cory kids. Um, Oh. Pick up Ronda. Then we get the vampire thing, which... I hot. hate that for uh, yeah oh yes the beginning is hot. very hot but the wait fact no that, we have to talk about the core kids well it loops back around that part of the Corey kids story they've only just like 
grabbed Rhonda and they're on their way to the quarry. Okay, okay. And what's then the vampire. Kids? What's guy. the boy's name? Is his name Schrader? Mm-hmm. Schrader. They've got a chip and a Schrader. Schrader. They both are fraternity brothers at their young, young age. Chip, G-Dog, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So moving forward, listeners only call Chelsea Chi Dog. Don't do her that. Name. Don't wear it. <laughs> it felt so bad to say. It it's so for special occasions say. only. Only use it when appropriate, when the vibes are right. I never the vibes are always it. right for Chi Dog, baby. Um, after the vampire killer, we're back to the quarry kids. And that's the part that you wanted to talk about. Um Sydney, because okay. I didn't get to talk about the, the vampire parts. killer enough. Oh, sorry. Then let's yes. go back to the vampire because killer. Here's the thing. The vampire killer is very sexy and I would like that. Do you to think die? Like- no. Like- <laughs> but I do like biting, so that's fun. How? I feel like I would like immediately know if my skin was being broken she is pretty wasted i think is the implication but maybe she just like likes pain and if you're so horny maybe you wouldn't you know you're like oh yeah this feels good and then you're like why am i covered in blood that was like a hot sexy reveal though too i was like wow there's a real vampire and he's like got beautiful eyes and it did not occur to me at all like i don't know if i was supposed to know that it was the principal i don't know who is this? And then when it was the principal, I was upset that I had been so into him earlier. <laughs> Even when I he know. was killing that hot girl. <laughs> then oh, it became so, so unsexy once we knew What's- it was him. Yeah, I, I mean, but what's fucked up about it, though, is that he's not even a real vampire. He's just having a spooky, silly murder. He's just but in a silly, goofy mood. Like, I'm about to buy vampire teeth for one of my Halloween costumes. Should I Same. get the kind that can break human skin? Yeah, so I think you should check I on Adam. Defend myself. Uh huh. See if you can really sink your teeth into him. Okay, <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, if you just saw, well, I don't know if it's in the podcast or not. But I just drew my own blood from my own teeth trying to drink a water bottle. So if I had serrated knife fangs in my mouth I wouldn't have lips by the end of the night it would not work out for me (laughs) it would not be hot uh but anyway he's got practice I guess as yeah I do like um that in that moment she goes up to the robot and the executioner has been for help and it like does not work they just kind of like shake her off because she's standing right next to a bunch of people outside of a bar who have like fake wounds and blood dripping off of them um and then he disguises her body by just like putting her on the ground next to the other drunk people on the ground it just sucks that he like she's literally in the middle of the whole crowd when he gets her again yeah and it like doesn't matter at all like oh my god i would like to think i would be like i would like to think i have a critical eye when it comes to blood versus fake blood but when have i had a lot of experience with real blood thankfully (laughs) I would like to think I would have saved her, but <laughs> pour one out, pour one out for that beautiful, beautiful girl. But then we see Emma and Henry, her husband, because she like runs into them and was like, 
help me. And I was like, ew. And the husband's and like, she's, she's just drunk. Sick. Like, they just it's fine. Extra. See? They suck. There's no defending them, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm not defending that part. Although you yourself were not even confident that you would for sure be able to help somebody out in the street. There's so much to track. There's so much going on. Who can say? Anyway, back to the quarry kids. Back to the quarry kids. Um, because I just, I mean, Macy is like a little bitch um, and fuck Macy. But I do love that um, even though it's obviously revealed throughout their little story that they like set up this whole thing from the beginning that they like targeted Rhonda and picked her specifically. Um, her friend is still jumping her lines and trying to tell the school bus story before Macy can do her whole scene setting with the school bus story because I just really relate to um, both of them in that moment. Oh because, my god. Look, we talk over each other here sometimes. Sometimes we go shut up. I am trying to do a little bit right now. Um This is I'm my bet. <laughs> I cleaned a whole little bit and you're bed. not letting me do it. Yeah, exactly. I okay, my interpretation of that was different. I was like, wow, they even planned to interrupt each other so it would seem more realistic. They are oh. psychopaths. <laughs> And different, interesting take. Very compelling as well. It could go either way. It could go either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this bit is fucked up in a lot of ways um, that I would I would like to hear what autistic people think about it and people with intellectual disabilities, if they have any thoughts. Um, but I don't, I mean... The kids on the bus were played by real kids with intellectual disabilities, um, and apparently they had a great time filming. So I do think that that is good and fun. Um, and I like when those sorts of characters are played by actors who can actually represent those roles. Um, mm -hmm. But the concept that they have these autistic kids that their parents were going to murder and that they played a prank on an autistic girl because they took her to the autistic kid murder site is like a little grim to me personally what honestly uh, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah listen as somebody who has a special needs brother uh -huh. this was wiggity whack yeah uh, super whack also like i mean we'll get it well actually here i'll get into it now there are like the there's like a ethos to eth Emma I don't know if I'm using that word right. It's been a long time since high school. Um, but there's like a a rhyme and reason to like some of this movie. There are like some rules for Halloween that you need to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, and like th there's quite a few of them. Let me pull them up. Sorry, pause. I have them all written down. I, I have some notes on what I think you're gonna bring up. Um, but okay, I don't want to say anything before you get a chance to say it. Okay, unpause. Um, so there are some some rules that Sam, the little little guy, who will learn more about him later, um, has for Halloween, and and they are as follow: one, always wear a costume; two, always hand out candy; three. Never blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. Four, always check your candy. Five, never take your decorations down before November 1st. Six, 
And this is the one that is important right now. Never hurt the innocent. And seven, also important right now, respect the dead. I think these are great rules. I love them. I will never, mm. ever, ever break any of them now that I know that the consequences are so high. Um, but I wouldn't Interesting. Anyway. Um, will you keep those rules handy? Because I want to circle back to them later yeah, on. Yeah, I have them right here in my notes. But, but um, also, where did we get them? Other, I like clocked a couple of them in the movie, but are they all in the movie? Do they all make it in, or is that from like the original short where that character is from? Um, I watched the original short and it is very cute, and there are no words in it. Uh, oh, <laughs> so so it is linked in the references. You should definitely watch it. This whole movie is based off of a short film that the director Michael Doherty did, and it is a really cute animation. And if you think that Sam, the little guy, is cute now, you should see how cute he was as a little drawing. Very cute. I'll tell you that. Um, sorry. I just got a text from Maria asking me if I want to take tennis lessons with her on the weekends moving <laughs> forward. And I was so shocked that I got distracted. I might do it. Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the lore of this and I, I guess we can talk about it Sam in general now um throughout all of these these scenes that we've gone through so far um not every single one but he is like a specter in, in the back of of most of them or he comes to be um especially in this part right now that we're talking about they even do um actually this is a good time to talk about it because this is the first one where you see him out of time so there's a flashback in this part of the movie where you see all these children on the halloween massacre bus um in awesome costumes just saying very spooky vintage looking yeah the vintage too. halloween costumes are <gasps> Those so, were so sick those were um, allegedly based off that real costumes that real kids with similar disabilities had made for themselves for Halloween. So that's cute too. That's awesome. I love that. Um, but yeah, in in that flashback, the bus is like going down the road. Um, and and Chelsea and I both said this. Um, there's a point where the like bus is like, and the bus took a wrong turn and went a different way. And they're like going all like on this different path. And I was just like, <laughs> nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge when like the bus driver is robert england and drives them into the desert that turns into a scary cliff um so very similar um but you see little sam the little what is that called what is that on his set head Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. He's burlap. like a little scarecrow. He's like a little scarecrow boy. You see a little scarecrow boy like on the side of the road back in the olden times. So you're like, okay, what's going on here? Um, so what he is, is the spirit of Samhain, um, which is Halloween. And we get that great description of what Samhain is from our girl. Um, Rhonda. Rhonda. Um, I do have a question. If his name is S-A-M after S-A-M-H- a-I-N, which is pronounced Sawin. Is his name Saw? No, his name's Sam. No, it's Sam. It's like a play on words. It's not a play on words. It's just like, you know, Sawin spelled crazy. You'd never expect it to that, that be how, that would be how you say it unless you like were told by Sydney, which is how I learned. Uh, <laughs> and so like, it's just like, you know, his name is Sam. Interesting. It's just like a little thing. 
I mean, that's how you spell it. Sam Hain. That's what I was saying for a while. And then I was slapped in the face and told, right. And I was like, okay, thank God. Um, but yeah, he, <laughs> he is the spirit of Halloween. He is this like ever present, like specter, um, who like has these rules of what you do on Halloween. And if people violate them, they get got. Um, and it's funny because some of the rules are very important, like respect the dead and never hurt the innocent. And then other ones are always hand out candy. <laughs> like the, there's a there's range in the severity. Um, but, you know, he knows what he likes and he likes what he knows. And so we respect him. Actually, should we just talk about the rules now then while we're on the subject, even though it's going to say some of the kills that we haven't gotten to yet? Sure, whatever we want. Yeah. Let's do it. Cause we're already um a good chunk of time in. And so I don't want to forget and then later have it be too late. Um, but I definitely clocked the like don't blow out the jack-o'-lantern rule um and how people will get got because a couple different people smash jack-o'-lanterns. Um and so I was wondering, did everyone who smash a pumpkin get got? The answer is yes. And by the way, those people are Emma, the robot from the beginning, um, yep. Charlie the check your candy kid, and the bus driver who shoots the jack-o'-lantern. Um, my next question was, did only people who smash pumpkins get got? The answer is no, but now that I know that there are other rules, I want to check them against the murders. Um, and so, okay, the body count is Emma the robot, and so she smashed the jack-o'-lantern and was taking down decorations. So that's at least two rules. Yeah, um, she out and she also took off her costume. Okay, Charlie, the check your candy kid, he didn't check his candy. Um, and he was smashing jack-o'-lanterns. Uh -huh. um, we have the clown kids who died. I'm not sure that we can really speculate what rules they may or may not have broken. Um, who are the clown kids? There are three so clown lost. kids that go to Mr. What's his name again? Krieg's door. Um, and then there's die? the clown kid in the grave. I'm talking yeah, about the clown kid in the die. grave. Ah, uh, clown kid in the grave. Clown well, this is the, the confusion that we were talking about earlier. Is like, is there supposed to be a link there or not? I I don't know. Um, but anyway, we don't see whatever that kid. It's just the singular clown crime kid. was with the rule. Um, but I, I we can probably speculate. Um, the vampire girl who got bitten. I don't know if we know about her breaking any rules. Did it like she looking was at the rules? So horny. Well, no, I don't think so. I think that her death is what um part of what the principal's crime is i don't think that everyone who dies is breaking a rule i think that okay. everyone that sam kills is breaking uh -huh. a rule that's but interesting i think to me. that the vampire victim girl dies because she is a victim of this guy and he's a serial killer you know right because my next conclusion was if it's not true that everybody who dies broke a rule, is it the case that everybody who died by supernatural means broke a rule and that everyone else who died just got like regular people murdered? But I don't know if the principal broke any rules and he didn't get killed by like the he uh, broke Sam or one of the killed, demons, but he killed the innocent. oh, innocents. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then he gets eaten by werewolves. So that tracks because werewolves yeah. supernatural. Yeah. Okay, I am satisfied with the rules and with their logic within the universe. Yeah, also, not only do um, the 
quarry kids, which I like calling them. Um, mm -hmm. Not only do they hurt the innocent, which is Rhonda, they also disrespect the dead because they That's make the a one joke I was thinking, out of yeah. them. Mm -hmm. And they also blow out jack-o'-lanterns before midnight. And that's what really seals the deal. They brought those eight uh, jack-o'-lanterns down for each of the eight kids who died. And I thought they, they were doing a nice vigil for a moment there. I believed them. Nah, middle school girls are bitches. Macy betrayed me. I, like, just can't imagine wasting my whole fucking Halloween just to make some sweet little bitch sad. How? Here's the thing. Are you? Oh my God. As a self proclaimed bully, this was going like way too much. Like, I am a lazy bully. Like, I would never be this just elaborate in my bullying. Devastating. Yeah. Well, what's super interesting um, is on IMDb trivia, it said that there was an earlier draft of the script that did like a different version of the Halloween prank in which um, the victim was not a young autistic girl, but was a teenager who was a prankster to his girlfriend and his girlfriend and the kids that she babysits were the ones playing the prank on him. So it felt sort of like karmically just to a degree um and the whole school bus kids thing was not part of that either they had like a different thing where they were going to be like raising the dead in a cemetery they were going to pretend to be raising the dead in a cemetery as the prank um but then the reveal was going to be like that they actually raised the dead um and so it wasn't even going to loop back into the mr krieg stuff um that was just going to be some guy i guess um yeah. but then whoever put this on imdb because again nobody sources shit on there um but they speculated that it was just like too cgi heavy or like too many special effects were needed it was just like not friendly to film essentially and that's why they like decided to go back to the drawing board and swap it out i just like why did they have to bring the disability we just like yeah. at all it could have just yeah. been a crazy guy who is killing a bunch of kids we already have a guy who's killing a bunch of kids so we were like oh there's another guy who's killing a bunch mm -hmm. of kids that, that it could have just been some kids that's how they do get their revenge and that's great at least i know and they looked cool doing it so that's good mm -hmm. i i mean i'm glad it was out of quarry that was so cool when they're coming down the elevator that elevator the lights go shot. out of each of the things in the mist oh my god i like I seeing mean, the smashed school bus at the bottom although frankly i mean who knows how accurate the flashback that we saw was um whether it was to the reality but if it is the fact that it sank in that vision and then we saw it sticking out of the water raises some alarming points about the drought in this area and the water levels um <laughs> but <laughs> that's just my california perspective peeking through um but i i just thought it was really spooky really good overall um i liked when Rhonda goes back up um the the vision of her holding her jack-o'-lantern as the elevator rises is like so flawless I loved it so much so good and I love like I love that it's just like a classic revenge tale then she's like nah bitches die mm -hmm. <laughs> as like, she deserves it. to get it girl like, no, they, they almost you. killed you because she almost could she could have died I thought she died yeah. for a second when she hit her head when she fell 
Um, and she smashes her glasses. But if you try to get LASIK and not have glasses, we know how that turns out. You just can't win if you have bad vision in horror movies. It's really not fair. Either your eye pops out or your glasses fall on the ground and you're Velmaing it all over town. Or your um, eye could get carved as a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. He really doesn't know how to do the eyes. He doesn't know how to do the eyes. One honorary mention, Chip, incredible acting with those fake guts. Oh. Ooh. And when he's in the elevator being like, <laughs> like before um, when Rhonda goes out and Rhonda's so sweet. She's like, hold on to this jack-o'-lantern. It'll protect you. She's a good perfect. girl. And these other children trash. Um, thank God they're dead. Thank God. <laughs> I like that afterwards when she gets out of the elevator, she clocks Sam, the little scarecrow boy, and he clocks her. And then they both are just like, anyway, and they go about their days. Um, exactly sam's like fair you know you didn't break any of my rules brink okay you didn't break any of my rules <laughs> and you kept the lantern lit 10 out of 10 no notes <laughs> i will say sam's inclusion in the flashback while i appreciate it now that i know what's going on and i think it's a great way to um establish that even on past halloweens sam has been around um and that Sam is eternal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I did think that Sam was a kid waiting for the bus who just didn't get picked up for some reason because their parents didn't buy into the murder scheme. And that confused me for a while. I didn't think that, but also I was like, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, he's all over the place. <laughs> Look at him go. I mean, they're never yeah. like, and this is Sam, the spirit of Sawin, you know? Yeah. So like yeah, I found yeah. that out because I did I read like six articles and that's how I found out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before anyway. we move on from the query kids, though, there is like a quick werewolf girl scene in between those two scenes that I just don't want to gloss over because that's the scene where she sees someone who is maybe being Xena from behind and is like oh sexy man for the ritual and then it's a sexy lady actually guess what get sexy um, buff as hell lady and yeah. you watch you watch Anna Paquin like her whole world collapse because she realizes that she's bi in that moment. You <laughs> see it on her face. She's like, oh my God, I've been attracted to a woman. I didn't expect this. I already have to kill someone later tonight. There's a lot going on. And she's really, it's she's really going in. through it that night. Really poor thing. Mm -hmm. She'll figure it out on this national coming out day. That's the day that we are recording. Sorry. Now you know the truth. <laughs> um, that's a very thank God you pointed that out, Chelsea, because that was one of my all-time favorite parts of the whole movie. <laughs> um, but next is it the it's werewolf girls again, yeah, and that's um, where the pumpkin lip hack comes in. Oh my! And they God, also say at so that awesome. point. Mm -hmm. they have lots of fun jokes at that point. Um, the older sister calls Anna Paquin the runt of the litter. Um. Colin Sweeney or the principal Wilkins whatever his name is when he's in his little vampire serial killer get up he does the whole my my what big eyes you have little red riding hood thing to her even though that's really more about grandma um but he doesn't know his lore that well I guess um you get Anna Paquin coming through all sexy all of a sudden her hair is like let down and she's lost her cape. So she's like showing off her decolletage. Um, well, that's because she fought Vampire Man. 
Yeah, she wrapped him in it and threw threw him into she the fucking court. needed that motherfucker she as him. she should. He sucks. Mm-hmm. And he got a compound fracture, and that made me feel physically ill. So that's another yeah. thing. Needles, compound fractures, and apparently excessive vomiting are some of my film triggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fun fact, um, the hot dog, presumably the same hot dog for Mrs. Henderson's party, um, was there at that scene in the woods. No. Or, I mean, arguably a second hot dog, but I think it's the same hot dog. The same um, hot dog. And the big baby guy. Um, who the older sister, Miss Cinderella, brought for Anna Paquin should she need someone, should she not be able to bring her own human sacrifice. Um, that guy also played the great baby in 13 Ghosts. Oh. No way. That's what IMDb Trivia said. Who am I to question it? You love a man who knows how to be a baby. <laughs> he said, look, is it hard to be typecast? sometimes but when you've got the big baby energy you seize those roles where you can we love a good big baby energy though he knows what he is and he knows that it's a big baby it's good it's great confident (laughs) (laughs) that is preposterous to me that that is true but i believe you um (laughs) but this is just literally the very best scene this is the best reveal for me that i have seen in so long it was very sexy i was having a great time being a bisexual woman it was incredibly incredible incredibly sexy everybody takes off their top there's a hot sexy song everyone there's corsets and there's practical effects thank Mm -hmm. god there's Um, titties out and then skin comes off um, I love that. I love oh, that. Yeah, that was a great visual. That was. I a love great that visual. they were like, "We're being so titillating." Um, you thought, and then they get uh, all muscly and disgusting and turn into very cursed esque werewolves. Um, I thought there were some real visual similarities between this and the 2005 film Cursed. Apparently, they are something. They use the same company as some other werewolf thing um i want to say van helsing but that can't be right because are there werewolves in that all the werewolves in this film were created by Tatopoulos studios that's a guess pronunciation wise the same studio that brought you the lichens and the underworld trilogy oh i don't really know what that i started but maybe watching the underworld movies and it was uh-huh. too blue and so i turned it off like a little sad or like the color no, scheme? No, it's literally the color. Blue. You think that mm. Catherine Hardwick made it blue? No. Underworld is the blue, the bluest of them all. Okay. Wow. I'm blue. Everyone was so hot, but I just like it wasn't the vibe. Sure. Okay. It wasn't yeah, the vibe. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. I, it was me. It was me. It wasn't the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I just. I love the visual of them like taking off their clothes. It's like a strip tease, but then they're like stripping, like especially the part where the girl was wearing the go-go boot and she like sloths off her whole leg. Leg. Oh, it was fucked up. It was hot and I was scared all at one time. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I, I didn't see it coming at all. It's so obvious now watching it a second one, uh, one half more of a time. Um, yeah. But like, Oh my god, it blew my mind. I was like hot, sexy werewolves. 
and the vampire mm-hmm. is fake the vampire fake out is good too like you're like yeah. that's gonna be the thing no not even he witches they're like God. a whole bunch of women mm-hmm. in around a fire in the middle of a forest what are you thinking about you're thinking was... about the witch when they lift in the sky um yeah. but it's not i was thinking <laughs> vampire honestly because he was a vampire and so she could be mm. like oh jokes on you i'm actually a vampire like well yeah. she's the vampire's well, natural enemy super yeah. vampy too um with with the like off the shoulder shirt and the corset so and the tussled hair <laughs> very sexy tussled hair how can i get my hair like that what I think is really fun though um is is just the way they weave things through one scene to the next because there have been so many werewolf hints throughout like at one point with the query kids um after they cut back from the Xena moment um Macy or somebody one of the girls hears like werewolves howling and is like werewolves um right away and then when it cuts to the Mr. Krieg the bus driver guy after the werewolf reveal he's like channel flipping and one of them is like sexy animated werewolf ladies on one of the channels yeah Um, I I just think they have so much fun also it showed house on haunted hill the exact moment where the werewolf hand comes and grabs them and so that's all. And then also, this is a weird thing. Right after that, they show like the the news segment and those two clips. And then there's a clip of a, someone talking about the history of trick-or-treating and the candy. And that's James Marsden's voice. I love him. I think he's great. Why? He's perfect. I don't care why. Thank you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's perfect. <laughs> Somebody was buddies with him. Somebody said, hey, pal, do you want to do something a little fun and spooky? And he said yes, because he's a down bitch. Um, also, apparently in this uh, commentary that I need to just listen to, that Doherty made sure that he was doing it with practical effects, with just a little bit of CGI enhancements. Um, because he knows that fully CG transformations are hot garbage. So we love a man who understands. <laughs> he gets that. He knows. Quite frankly, he gets it. Um, but yeah, on to more practical effects. We're finally to our final story now, right? Um, with our boy, Brian Cox. Um, and his practical effects are, is that wig in the nose, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a look. But, it's a choice. Yeah. I mean, I thought that this, like, conclusion was, like, a really awesome way to tie up the whole thing. Um, and we finally got to see our little boy Sam shine um, in its full spooky glory. But um, back to the rules, some of the issues that or rules that Brian Cox's character is breaking. What is his name? I should Well, he also hurt innocence. Mr. Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he hurt innocence back in the day, as is Mm -hmm. revealed at the end of the movie that he was the bus driver. But we don't know that at first. And we already see Sam attacking him. Such a great reveal. But we already Monica did a really good guess right before it was revealed. Monica picked it up. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I did. I was like, I figured it out, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, he he broke the rules before, though, because one, he was a curmudgeon. 
Um, he wasn't giving out candy on Halloween. He was scaring those innocent trick-or-treaters who came. He just stole their candy. He stole yeah, he's it. he's a stealer. He's, a he's stealer. not only not giving candy, he's taking it. Exactly. So he's broken two of the cardinal rules here. And also, something that I thought was so fucking funny was that they could not have real candy brands in this movie at all because this is a quote all of our candy in this film is either poisoned or filled with razor blades so they had to come <laughs> up with their own uh instead and so Doherty is quoted as saying which was kind of fun because we came up with stuff like big fudge log <laughs> <laughs> Right so, like, I wish I could zoom in on the candy and see the stupid shit that they came up with. But yeah, they were all off-brand. I mean, that makes sense. That would be. I think they named a lot of them thing. after like crew members and stuff, though, too. So I don't know how many fun ones there are and how many that are just like people's last names. Either way, I'm either way. I mean, I like that. that for them. That's but Big Fudge fun. Log, what you know? That's a that's a winning invention right there. It does sound I, kind of like a, a poop, though. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. <laughs> they nailed it, then. They killed it. <laughs> but, okay, so that chocolate bar that Mr. Krieg is eating had a razor blade in it? Is that what you were saying? No. Um, the chocolate bar that he's eating, he only takes a little bite of, and then I he kind he of makes, like, a grossed bad. out face. Yeah, so yeah. I think that one is poison. Yeah, I agree. Um, the chocolate that Sam has under the bed has a razor blade in it from when Sam was trick-or-treating at Principal Wilkins house behind the quarry kids oh 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 oh! I misunderstood you when you made a comment about that before and I was like trying to pause and like zoom it's in so on the hard candy to track bar everything I was like, where, where is this razor blade one? I thought he just had an exacto knife, but of course it's spookier than that. My <laughs> bad. That's on me. Uh, <laughs> but I just think this whole like series of, of events is great. And it was really cool to see the other side of um, the principal um, the fence scene confrontation. from earlier. Yeah. That was really cool that you got to see both sides of it. Um, and, and it like placed the timeline back in because they had like the little comic like earlier dot 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 like yeah. notation but it yeah. like placed where it was and it was helpful to me because when we saw that scene from the other perspective in the beginning um I thought it was an old lady in the window that we saw like Brian Cox had a wife and then he murdered her um and I was very confused and I then was, it really cleared things up you didn't even know that I was confused because I'm just stupid well, um, you said something you said something about the old lady and I was like what the fuck is she talking about but I did I was just like maybe I missed something I don't know <laughs> because you kept hearing his heavy breathing and I assumed it was like his bedridden wife upstairs or something um and it, it turns out has... that that one was on me yeah he's just got they didn't trick me i was just dumb <laughs> no no it's just confusing um but i i loved the spooky trick-or-treat blood scrawl over the walls we yeah. love that we love to see spooky writing on the walls very fun oh um, the pumpkin on the and the like on fire incredible mm -hmm. the what on fire pumpkin oh yeah that was sick um also apparently 
they shot a scene showing that the dog was actually still alive. Um, and so I would take that to mean that the dog is still alive. Um, yeah, but they decided to leave to the scene out to make dog. you feel scary. Scaried. Yeah. Uh, yes. As, as <laughs> I agree, though. If the dog is not canonically dead on screen, then the dog is alive to me. It doesn't matter what you think the implications are. I have decided. And that dog's name is maybe Spite, which I think. That's what the subtitles were saying, which I think is a great name for that guy to give his dog. And also kind of funny if you're expecting it to be Spike, like a very stereotypical dog name. And then they're just like doing a little something silly. I love that. But That's awesome. I don't know if you could tell just watching the film without subtitles. So, oh, man. Also, just like how brilliant to trip him with all the little big candy pieces and just shattered glass and razor blades that was so fucked up oh my god and he couldn't even open the door because his fingers were so oh my god see okay like that that's the type of shit it was scary to me i wasn't like screaming but i was unsettled deeply how about that yeah and i liked that there was the little robot disembodied hand in his bed as just like a spooky fake out when we're gonna have the disembodied real hand just a few minutes later foreshadowing foreshadowing (laughs) but oh my god what are like what did i expect to be under the mask what did i expect i don't know i think i expected it to be a big circular sphere of styrofoam from Joanne's like I couldn't imagine (laughs) that we'd ever see under the mask but wow what a thing what a beautiful talk about mask design y'all like just good creature design that kid looked fucked up it was like a mix of an alien and a pumpkin Mm -hmm. I love that he when he gets shot he explodes pumpkin guts I love that he crawls on the ceiling um, I love that his hand stays alive. I love that he reanimates himself. I love the implication that one chomp, he's got some teeth in there in his little mouth. Um, yeah. He's a star. I love Sam. See, this is what this is what you're supposed to do. His name comes from Sawin. So you have to say Sam, like you say sometimes. Sam. when you Sam. Like when you say when you're talking to like a little baby, that's how you have to say it. Mm. It's so cute. And then you're giving that vibe of a W. And so that's how you pronounce it. I've decided. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else to discuss? Well, after, um, cause that's not quite the end. Cause oh, yeah. after he, he goes to stab him with the lollipop, he gets the candy and then he eats the candy and he goes, do you know what? I've got places to be. There are other ghouls coming to get you. Um, I'm going to dip. I'm going to go across the street. And then we get like the the setup of the street, um, which actually, um, to bring it back to horror, instead of just Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, he's just not that into you. Um, it's a little terror tract. If you've ever seen or heard about terror tract, which I have. Um, and it's got John Ritter and Brian Cranston in it. But I tried to find it originally because I was maybe wanting to do it for my birthday movie. Um, and you, I don't think you can find it anywhere online unless you like maybe buy a DVD on eBay or something. Um, but 
It's a movie that's about like a real estate agent trying to sell houses on this street, um, but they've all had horrible murders take place in them or whatever. So it's kind of that vibes also, as you like see the werewolf girls in the car um, and you see Billy on his like front steps and you see Rhonda walking home. You see Mr. Krieg on his stairs. You see Emma blowing out the jack-o'-lantern again. And her husband goes, you might upset someone. And then little Saum is standing across the street. Like, yeah, me, bitch. Like, you're going to upset me. Um, And And then then he like looks at his little lollipop and he's like, yeah, this has got another kill in it. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Oh, it's iconic. I came here to kill rule breakers and eat candy, and I'm all out of candy. Amazing. Wow. But the ending shot, the ending shot with the ghouls at the door um, at Mr. Krieg's house, and then the kids from the bus, and then it, like, cuts to the comic book credits. Gorgeous. I loved it. Beautiful. I I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was stunning. Oh, such a good, like, he tied it up in a pretty little bow for us, babes. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was mm-hmm. stunning. Um, but it's a type of movie where there's totally space to do another one. And so thank God they're finally doing one. Because they greenlit this like back in like 2013. And it's just been sitting and sitting and sitting. I guess Michael Doherty, I read all these articles and he was just like, oh, well, I have to do Godzilla now. So hopefully after Godzilla, I can get back to trick or treat. Like he did a Godzilla movie. It was a big deal for him. And so I just think it's really funny that he went from this to Godzilla. But, you know, there's there's through lines. I see it. I understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that brings us to our segments. And our first segment is always how could this movie be gayer? And isn't it so wonderful that all the werewolves are queer? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big gay. Yeah, I mean, we we tracked the canonically gay moments already, which is that one of the werewolf had a girl sailor last year when they were in San Diego. Um, And Anna Paquin had her queer awakening with Xena on the street. Um, But is there room to make anything else gay? What else would we want to be gay, do we think? Hmm. Mrs. Henderson, she's a swinger. For sure. Oh, yeah. Honestly, a little shocked there wasn't the upside down pineapple on her door when we got to the party in the first place. They should have just popped one on there. Funny. They really should have. That would have been in the spirit of the film for sure. Mm -hmm. Little Easter egg for those who know. Um, who what else? What else? Macy and her friend. They're probably girlfriends. Um her friend was giving Miranda from Lizzie McGuire. Just and isn't that queer vibes, don't you think? Oh, for sure. 100%. Look at that hair. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Who else? I mean, I just like him so... Billy's going to grow by... up to be gay. Okay. I'm supportive of that. Billy, the principal's son? Yeah. Um, Who else? The bus driver could be gay. I don't really know his vibes. Um, I didn't really get any vibes off him one way or another, sexually speaking. Um... But yeah, I mean, I think you could kind of do anything that you want. You could have made um, Emma and her husband into Emma and her wife. You know what I mean? Or Emma could also be a man um, who hates Halloween instead of a lady. Um, 
I don't want them to be a gay couple because then another gay couple slain um, right off the bat. Terrible. Sure, sure. <laughs> and also, I don't want to have a Halloween Scrooge in the community if I can stop it because I hate Emma so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only like her a little bit more if she's gay. <laughs> um, I think that mostly I can't think of anything else because I'm so distracted by the feelings that I have towards all of the werewolf ladies. Yeah, I liked that none of them died because one of my other thoughts at some point was like, is someone from each group going to commit a murder and is someone from each group going to die? And none of the werewolves died and I was so pleased by that. I love them. They are everything to me. Where's the spinoff about Did them? I say that Rhonda's queer? I think Rhonda's queer. Oh, Rhonda's gotta be. Oh yeah, I can see that. Queen of the lesbian witches. She does kind of like Schrader. But I also feel many of us lesbians have liked boys or thought we liked boys along the way. So that could just be part of her journey. (laughs) She's figuring it out now that she's out of the picture. She's got her whole life ahead of her. (laughs) Um, Okay, well then where would Matthew Lillard fit into this? I think he would have been a great um, principal. Yeah. Yeah, we know he would have been a great principal because he he always slays roles like that. Um, but so sometimes I'm always like, okay, but where else could we put him? Because so obviously he would be the great principal. I don't think he would like have a shining star moment as the executioner, the robot's husband, but I that could be a funny little place for him maybe. He could have been the checkout guy at the beginning when they were buying their costumes. Yeah. Oh, one of the human sacrifices. Yes. He would have been been the hot dog. He could have been in that hot dog costume. I want to see. I actually would love to see him um, in a hot dog costume, humping somebody in a pig costume. I think that'd be fun for him. He'd have a good time with that. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, you know, he's great at the very, very casual. Blink and you missed it cameo a la Scream mm-hmm. 2. So mm-hmm. anything's possible. <laughs> oh, we need to do another Matthew Lillard film soon. I need to have my spark reawakened. I haven't seen him in so long. Maybe I'll just watch all the Scream movies tonight. <laughs> we'll do one in January for his birthday. That's so long from now. Um, That's but true, but we don't want to burn all of his movies. I know, I know. Patience is a Maybe we could do yada, a Fifth yada. Tuesday. There's a January Fifth Tuesday. Scooby Doo. There's also a November Fifth Tuesday. Scooby Doo Be Doo. Live action. Anyway, we gotta do it. Um, um, okay. Yeah, dumb bitch. We've already covered, it's but it's worth saying again. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. It's Emma. It's Emma. It's Emma. Okay. <laughs> Don't disrespect my Christmas, okay? Halloween is my Christmas. And so you cannot step on it. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna go up in arms like all those people went when the with the red cups on Starbucks. That's how I feel about her blowing out the jack-o'-lantern, okay? That type of fury. <laughs> there are some other dumb bitches in this movie, but I'm I'm happy to let her have the title. Um I do think the the men who go willingly to sheep's meadow with the werewolves um not smart bitch behavior um would i have done anything different no <laughs> sure it's look 
they're alluring. I can't um, blame them. <laughs> the quarry kids, um, they're dumb bitches. Um, the bus driver, he's a dumb bitch. You know what I mean? Like there's there's dumb bitchery to go around here. Um For sure. But she's she's got hater behavior, so she's gotta go. <laughs> she's gotta go. We hate Okay. Her. Tell us knives out of fives times. What did people think about this movie? On IMDb movie, on IMDb, this movie got 6.7 out of 10. So, eh. but on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie got 81% fresh from critics and 71% fresh from audiences. So I always think it's interesting, actually, when the critics like things more than audiences. And I always kind of wonder why that is. Um, But this movie is so well put together like timeline wise and like sprinkling clues throughout and like sprinkling appearances from the other stories and intermingling them both just for funsies and for Easter eggs and also to a degree to like establish timeline. Um, I think probably critics must have appreciated like how well done that was um, and like tracking that. Um, and I also appreciated that a lot. Um yeah I mean that said yeah you go if you if you have a strong feeling because I'm not ready yet oh yeah I'll go first um this was like a total fun surprise for me I had no idea what to expect and it's so fun to have had a movie out in the world for like a long ass time 2007 was a while ago um and still have not been spoiled. What a great juxtaposition from last week when we did the Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> we planned that, of course. No. Um, but this movie was such a surprise and it was so fun and it had so many things that I love. And then also a lot of vomit, which I didn't. Um, but I think that it was an effective way to make everyone feel upset. Um, and I didn't realize that it was blood at first. When, and then once I realized that, I felt much worse. Uh- <laughs> I think it was mainly, it was very brown when we saw it originally. And then the principal dragged him inside as he continued to like burp up barfy blood at that please, point. I think it must have become ex- more please bloody at, at, at that point. That's just my it. speculation. <laughs> I Lots frankly can't continue picturing it at this time. <laughs> um, I do like that Billy recreated that look at the end. Um, I thought that was iconic. His costume is his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really showing about that part. the completion of the cycle. Uh, generational, not trauma. Murder. Um, Serial killer. Idolization. You you get it. You you hear what we're putting down. I got no. it. I got it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it it just I had a I had a great time. I had a great time. I thought it was awesome. I don't think it was perfect, but I thought it was pretty damn near close. It's got everything I am looking for. I'm not gonna give it a five out of five, but I am gonna get it a four point seven. I had a great time. Oh, what no. a little lovely time for Monica. How did you That's feel? That's so funny. In my head, I was also thinking, maybe I'm going to give this a 4.7. Oh my God, um, twinsies. Oh my God, twinsies. Um, because you're right. I think it's really, really well done, but there's enough of it that made me go, hmm, that I don't want to give it five knives out of fives. Um, yeah. 
but it is well seven of it all yeah and i think for the most part um i'm not going to speak for any communities i can't speak for but if they're chill with it i'm chill with it um so i i don't know 4.7 works for me i i like those vibes this gets a four out of five for me Mm. i had a good time i think this would be the great movie to like put on mute in the background of a halloween party you know what i mean like or this movie would be fun to like watch when you're like decorating, like decorating your house for like Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where you I can kind it, of come and go through the room, right? Like mm-hmm. it makes good background fodder. But I don't know if I would like sit and like add this into my like must watch, like and pay attention to Halloween rotation. But I did surprisingly have a great time that I was mm-hmm. not expecting to, quite frankly. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, cool. I think okay. anthology movies can be like tricky to digest because there's so many different stories going on, but I would definitely be interested in the sequel. So. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to get more of a little sauce. How do I say it? Sound. <laughs> you have to say it like you're a little sad, I guess. I don't know. Um, will I be spending $30 at Spirit Halloween on an officially licensed Psalm doll this week? Maybe they sell them there um, and it's officially licensed. So I'm, I'm going all in, babes. I'm going all in. You got to <laughs> financially support their you. sequel endeavor. Oh, yeah. They're releasing new merch every year. That, they made a big point of that in all the articles. They're like, there's merch coming still. The sequel must be coming. And now it finally is. But next week's a big week, Sid. Next week, we are doing the day after my birthday. And Ooh. therefore, it's still my birthday because it's Sydney Palooza. And Sydney Palooza doesn't stop until the end of the month with Halloween. That so. What is the only way to end Spooktober and Sydney Palooza? What do I love more than anything, guys? 80s movies. I know the answer this time. (laughs) Is it 80s movies? It's 80s movies. (laughs) And you know. And fake blood. And fake blood. But you know what's here? Poltergeist. Say it like this. Say it like this. Poltergeist. 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 Oh my God. I can't believe you haven't seen this movie, Chelsea. This is going to be what fun. What can I say? I'm just an innocent young maiden. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, not only are we doing Poltergeist next, but if you'll recall, if you'll go on our social media, you will remember we also have a contest where we are giving away Poltergeist and The Last Boys on digital. Um, So go check out our Instagram post about it to find out the rules and how you can enter and how you can win things, which is always fun to do. Because you know you love winning things. I love to win. As an Aries, it's something that's deeply important to me. Um, so, so go on that social media. Why don't you do it right now? Here, I'll give you the at. It's at 
spooky underscore Tuesday. That's us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We also have a Facebook and a Tumblr at Spooky Tuesday Pod. And we are on Letterboxd at Spooky Tuesday. And once again, we have one YouTube video and it's really good. So why not go like and subscribe on YouTube? You just search Spooky Tuesday Pod for that one, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, <laughs> in the words of Saum himself, Thanks for listening. <laughs> what? That's for, that's a quote from the movie. I, I don't know how you missed it. Sydney. You don't remember that part? I can't believe you don't remember that part where Psalm at the end just pulls, like it's the end credits. He pulls the screen over and he says, thanks for listening to Spooky Tuesday. And then the movie ends. <laughs> It's oh, an Easter egg for us. I didn't finish the credits. I didn't finish the credits. So that makes oh, sense. Well, that must be why. <laughs> Bummer for me. Bye, spookies. I don't even know what that was. Coach Taylor was in a hot dog costume, but fucking a pig. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG.